Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins. I am Sam Marcou, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, Mr. Christopher Cullen. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? Deuces. I'm doing well, man. Yeah, two, uh, two-timer, man. And it, it never gets old hearing that. No, it does not. And uh, at some point, we will have the Finzies for the third year, although uh, finding it more increasingly difficult to to get together to do this. So for anybody that's giving a shit for not having consistent episodes, be thankful for what you got. This is Thanksgiving in May here. We found about a 30-minute break in Chris's crazy schedule and my crazy schedule to uh, discuss all things Miami Dolphins. That's what we're going to do here. And I would be remiss if I did not say, Chris, that the uh, Welcome to Perfectville podcast is now a part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, as it has been for quite some time here. And just like we have been doing for quite some time here, Chris, before we get into the heart and soul of this episode, we do need to talk about the reviews that we get on Apple Podcasts, because as always, the citizens of Perfectville, just uh, they they really do provide more entertainment than we provide them in many, many ways. Um, so I do have they to be paid. They, well, don't give them any fucking ideas here, Chris. Let's listen. Let's I want to work on you and I getting paid full time for this before we start paying off fans. But um, that being said, uh, we do have a couple of pod or a couple of podcast reviews here that we do need to talk about. A couple of them are callbacks, as you can imagine, and a couple are just brand new. Um, so we're going to go back to uh, this is from WROB. Now, if you remember this, on the last episode of Welcome to Perfectville, WROB gave us four stars and never told us why we had four stars because it was a very complimentary review that he gave us. Um, He's gone back and he's actually fixed his four-star review and given us five stars and says, four stars was a mistake. Your show rules. Typo on my end. Changed to five stars. Wow. This uh, this power that we have, Chris, to tell our citizens what to do, we are only using for the sake of getting us five stars. We should be getting them to pay us. We should be getting them to somehow figure out the, to fix this team so they can win more than you know nine games max. But no, uh, we got them to change from four stars to five stars. Thank you very much, the WROB. We are such narcissists. <laughs> like we, we completely are just like, wow, no five stars. I spend 20 minutes just shaming this guy into fucking signing in and correcting his five-star review. Um, yeah, we appreciate the five stars. The four stars was great, too. Uh, it reminds me, I worked at a bank, and um, you, you get graded. Like, clients get surveys, one through ten. Uh, ten got you paid. Anything else you didn't. So it's like people giving you nines. That's a good thing. Like a, I, if somebody, no one's a 10 or you're not Jesus. Uh, so like, yeah, a nine would be good to me as a customer. I think they did a great job, but if they give us anything but a 10, um, no payout, it's just like perfect or nothing. So it was, he, he went on there and corrected it. I appreciate that. I bet you even Jesus's dad gave him a nine. You know what I mean? Like he's probably <laughs> like, you're no Moses. I don't, uh, <laughs> the sandals are hideous. Nine. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, this next one comes from Dolphin Ray. And Ray, by the way, is spelled W-R-A-Y, not Dolphin Ray, R-E-Y. 
Who's that guy? That is the <laughs> title of this review, by the way. So uh, I, I want to point that out because you had mentioned that Dolphin Ray, R-E-Y, should go back and keep changing his name to different <laughs> versions of Ray, and he My did man. exactly <laughs> that. So once again, the only time people listen to us is if we tell them to do stupid things, but maybe that's the way it should be. Um, and as usual, Dolphin Ray uh, is communicating to us through Apple, Apple Podcasts, not on Twitter, at Perfectville Pod, not on our Facebook page, Perfectville Podcast, not on Instagram, at Perfectville Podcast, or even Gmail, Perfectville Podcast at gmail.com. No, he's doing this through Apple Podcasts, which we are totally fine with. He says, great video to watch is our new running back, Walton, running from the cops and being caught and tased. He should have brought in the cop who caught him, to, who caught up to him. My sources tell me in hearing this, Gase just signed the cop who arrested Walton to a guaranteed five-year, $100 million contract and cut <laughs> Le'Veon Bell immediately. That's how you win in this league. Gaze was overheard speaking to Tannenbaum on the phone. Sources, the Miami Herald, May 17, 2019. You're welcome. Sincerely, Dolphin Ray with a W. Um, <laughs> There's so many ways for Ray. This just worked out so perfect, and uh, I feel like this is his moment. He's like, I, my name is Ray, and this is my time to shine. i got to think of, of some, something every week, and I applaud you. I bow to you, Dolphin Ray, uh, because that is exactly what I had in mind, and Jesus, did you top exactly my expectations? Great job. Yeah, I would give him a 9 out of 10 because we're not going to pay them, remember? Like you just said so. But you see, like a 9 out of 10, even though he gave us 5 stars, and I, I looked it up. There's 7 17 acceptable ways to spell Ray. So I expect yes. 17 different responses from Dolphin Ray over the next however many times it takes us to get to 17 episodes from now, probably eight years. But uh, right. this is the next one. This comes on uh, Five Star Review, One Great Podcast, Finn's Fan or Not. This comes to you by uh, the handle Boobies85, Chris. <laughs> Boobies85. <laughs> I fucking love our listeners so much because you know what you texted me about Ray and we were having a, we were just laughing like a riot. But this uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of this and it is is perfect. This <laughs> is so my good. this is my first time seeing boobies eighty five, um, which I'm hoping it's not eighty five year old boobies or maybe I hope it is. I don't know. I I, I think I'm okay with it either way. Uh, but the review says with clever takes, too brutal honesty. This hilarious podcast tackles the Miami Dolphins perfectly. Keep things perfect. Hashtag puns intended. Uh, thank you very much, Boobies85. We appreciate it. Um, I'm going to see if I could say Boobies85 85 times in this podcast. Boobies85. Bo- boobies Ocho Cinco. But yeah, there you go. There's Chad Johnson. That, that pretty much sums up his career with the Miami Dolphins. He was a giant booby. Uh, 85. So there you go. Those are the reviews this week on Apple Podcasts for your favorite podcast called Perfectville or Welcome to Perfectville. We're terrible at branding. We have two different ways to say it. We don't really care. Neither do you. We're like Dolphin Ray. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's that's our motivation. Dolphin Ray. We can we can we can spell it and go by, you know, 55 different ways to say it. So we are totally fine with that. Also, let's not forget boobies 85. So, Chris, there's a lot to talk about with the Miami Dolphins. Nothing major, but a lot of minor things. We could uh, we could go in many different directions, but I would be rude if I did not let you um, pick what you want to talk about first, because I do have a topic that will probably take us uh, at least, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes to get through, but I wanted to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the Miami Dolphins here in late May of 2019? All right. Well, I actually got one, and a part of it we talked about off-air, but in perfect, perfectville fashion, I want to catch you with a curveball here and get your God's honest, heartfelt reaction to what I'm about to ask. Uh, because I think the fans and the listeners of the show deserve that. And I think I do because 
Uh, I've been co-hosting with you, and I'm the two-time Hall of Famer. So let's start with this. A lot of rambles on Twitter about Preston Wilson, this undrafted free agent receiver from Colorado State dominating OTAs. A lot of people are then doubling down and saying, hey, it's just OTAs. However, I'm seeing those same doll fans giving shit to a certain safety of ours named Rashad Jones, who has yet to show up to voluntary off-season workouts. Now, Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins head coach, has said they expect him at mandatory uh, mini camp in a week or a couple of weeks, whenever that happens. Um, and then when asked again if he is the starter, he said no one's a shoe in and he's going to earn his keep just like everybody else. And there's a lot of buzz and talk about it. Sam, what's your thoughts on a Rashad Jones not showing up with a new coaching staff, uh, new defensive coordinator, new defensive scheme to voluntary offseason workouts? Uh, I know where you're going with this, and I don't disagree with it. Um, how many other players did not show up for the voluntary OTAs? I, they're not talking about it if they didn't, because I'm hearing the Stills and the Parker and the Rosens and the Fitzpatricks. They're there. The Drakes, Balazs, they're there. Um, I, I don't know how much I've heard of Kiko Alonso. I don't know if he's there, um, but there might be a couple, if any. But Xavier Howard's there, and he just got paid. Rashad Jones is on a contract, too, and he had an off year last year. We get Mika Fitzpatrick. We have T.J. McDonald still. Um, it, it's interesting to me. I don't know if it's a sign. There was rumors of us looking to trade him, uh, no matter how right those were. I mean, we've seen to have a tight lip on leaks since this new organization. So it, it's interesting to just see what his play is here, or if he's just working out on his own and he'll be there for mandatory workouts. So it, it, in my opinion, it's one of two things here. He's the only guy who hasn't showed up, which if that's the case, it's a bad look, right? Uh, because right. if everyone else is there and he's not, unless they're excused due to injury or whatever the case is going on, um, then it looks bad. It looks like he's either holding out, even though he's not, uh, or he's he's pouting or something else is going on. If it's not that, that means that there's other people that haven't showed up, and those people are mysteriously absent from all of these reports, uh, which tells me at that point that I would imagine that the leaks are coming from the front office, from the Miami Dolphins, because of all of the other things that we've heard on Twitter and elsewhere about reporters actively and openly coming out and saying, we're not allowed to talk about who was lining up at linebacker. We're not allowed to talk about who is running with the starting five of the offensive linemen. Reporters who get paid to break news are actively respecting the wishes of the Miami Dolphins coaching staff and front office to not leak news that they could otherwise probably leak knowing that they would lose their their um, their press pass, right? That's what they've been threatened with. So, not wanting to lose all access, they are respecting the wishes of the Miami Dolphins. None of that includes talking about Rashad Jones. And yeah, since yeah. that's out, and the fans now have that to talk about, of course that's going to be the sticking point. So either way, what this tells me is that there's something going on between the between the Miami Dolphins and the Rashad Jones camp, and it could be very simply, hey, I don't want to come to this. Cool, no problem. Let them all chew on whatever it is and speculate, and we'll see you guys. You know, come come uh, mini camp and everything else. I don't really know, and that's the thing with this with this franchise right now is they're being pretty tight-lipped it's hard to get any information out of them about anything but i will say this i think the days of rashad jones at the miami dolphins are somewhat numbered uh this might be the last season that we enjoy rashad jones as a member of the miami dolphins i i don't see this being as 
temperamental as the Jarvis Landry divorce, but I think the writing's on the wall. I mean, this this coaching staff, this front office didn't really pay Rashad Jones. Uh, that was the last regime. Um, this is a new regime. There are no, you know, um, safe havens here. He doesn't have a hall pass, and he's going to have to earn it, and he may or may not feel up to that challenge at this point. So uh, I, I'm not worried about Rashawn Jones' conditioning. I'm not worried about Rashad Jones picking up a new defensive scheme. I would be worried about Rashad Jones maybe not wanting to be here and playing for this coaching staff. Um, but that's really the only the only concern I would have is where, where's his head at? Where does he want to be? And if it's not here, then you got to let him go. You got to figure out a way to, to, to get rid of him and, and maybe get something in return. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure yet, I guess, Chris, if I'm worried or not. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm in the same boat because uh, I made sure to emphasize voluntary, and I know that's that kind of gentleman's agreement, that unwritten rule that yeah, it's voluntary, but it looks good if you're there. Um, but which you can't punish him for it. But like you said, you can link it into the uh, the media, and then all of a sudden it starts this whole smoke of you know the fans and thinking there's a, a disagreement between the two parties and things like that. Um, it is interesting to me knowing who is here, uh, the amount of former Patriot organization members that are um, now within the Miami Dolphins, so all the coaching staffs and things like that, they could be looking at each other, and this is what the Patriots are notorious for doing, is getting rid of a guy one year early as opposed to one year late. And I could see them not budging to anything. Uh, Rashad Jones may be demanding to know how he's going to fit into this defense, and them saying, we don't know, we got to see on the field, and he's saying, look at the tape, I've, I've put it out there, I'm Rashad Jones. Um, and it could be the beef, it could be nothing. Like you said, he could have been just like, I'm not showing up. I'll be there for mandatory. And they're like, great, great. So who knows? It's going to be interesting once training camp starts and injuries start happening across the NFL and maybe a team in contention needs a safety because a Eric Weddle goes down or something like that where the Dolphins have just made it apparent publicly that there is maybe – some grief there and that is smart doing if that's the case like you said you need to get something for him if you're going to let him go um but it is interesting to see now otas have also brought other stories i want to move on from that because i know you have something as well but i did mention preston wilson right. this kid is uh really showing up uh there's comparisons to brandon marshall out there you're, you're seeing the highlights now of him in college at i think colorado state he's uh winning 50 50 balls he's really fighting for stuff in the end zone almost like what you expected from Devonte Parker, uh, he's doing now. It's the underwear Olympics. It's the OTAs, but competition is heavy. He's playing against young guys trying to earn their keep. The Minkas and uh, Howard trying to uh, prove he's he's worth his contract, and other backups trying to uh, get make the team. And he's really performing and doing well uh, to the point where it's unanimous across the board. Sam is an over an overreaction to be excited about this guy in preseason or is it just one of those things where you need to pump the brakes and once upon a time a reporter said Ligadu Nene was the MVP of OTAs yeah well I'm going to go out I'm I'm not going to go out on a limb here I'm just going to make a prediction right now Um, as you put it Preston Wilson will not make the Miami Dolphins as a wide receiver Preston Williams however um, Hey, we always I do think it. Preston Wilson was, I think Preston Wilson was a uh, Florida Marlin for quite a long time. I think you're right. He was, a, he was a great player. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking of the good old days of the Marlins actually being relevant. Sorry. Yeah, the, the Dolphins might win more games than the Marlins this year. That's how bad uh, South Florida <laughs> sports is outside of uh, the, the Miami Heat. Um, 
no, but all kidding aside, I, you know, look, the, the, Preston Williams is six foot four and he's 210 pounds. This is a big ass dude who, let's forget, let's not forget, before he went to Colorado State, he was a transfer. He went to Tennessee. He was playing football in the SEC. This is a kid who grew up in Georgia. This is a kid who knows how to play football. He's got the body to play football. He can play with the greatest that he, you know, that you possibly can uh, with regards to college football in the SEC. He transferred. He sat out. He went over to Colorado State. I believe he had what, 96 receptions for over 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns in 2018. Uh, I don't know why this kid was not drafted, but he fell into our laps. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to make the team, but he's doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing when you are an undrafted free agent rookie. You're supposed to go out there. You're supposed to make a name for yourself. You're supposed to fight hard. You're supposed to win those 50-50 battles, and you're supposed to get people to talk about you. SB Nation, Miami Herald, um, uh, uh, Palm Beach Post, all of these you know major local and you know national and international uh, uh, entities that are covering the Miami Dolphins are talking about him so he's got his name out there now how he responds once the pads are on and once minicamp and, and training camp starts and then of course preseason that'll be the ultimate test um, the Miami Dolphins have some pretty good receivers um, in terms of uh, you know Kenny Stills and, and of course Jakeem Grant and, and a few others there, but they don't have a guy who's six four two ten that's going up and getting these balls all the time. There's a guy that's supposed to be doing that, Devontae Parker, but this guy's actually doing it. So he has an opportunity. Um, but I, I, look, they're they're pretty deep. The Miami Dolphins are uh, at the wide receiver position. What I think where I think his chances are good though is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Man, he's just got to throw the ball. He's going to go throw yeah. the ball up in the air and say, "Go get it." And this is a kid, if he can consistently do it once the pads are on and, and competition starts, that's where he's going to make his money. Look, Chris Chris Chambers came out of nowhere um, and became the, the guy he became because he was going up and jumping up and catching Jay Feeler, you know, bombs, if you will, down the road uh, against the Buffalo Bills. And all of a sudden, everyone took notice and went, who is this guy? Um, Chambers a little more, you know, uh, talented than Preston Williams, I guess. But uh, I don't know. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing right now. I applaud him. Well, one thing I'm excited about, especially, is once the preseason starts, if Rosen is still sniffing the backside of Harvard uh, and backing up Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's going to be fun to see Rosen throwing the ball to him in preseason. Um, yeah, it, I think that'd be cool to watch to see them both kind of have chips on their shoulders and um, excel during the preseason if that's the case and really get a bond together. And that might be the thing that keeps them on the team because you're also re- you know replacing a crew yep. and you got to you know replace those uh, uh, Isaiah Ford, the yep. guys that were kind of the bottom of the R- Rashawn Scott, that were bottom of the roster uh, receivers. And who knows what happens with Devontae Parker and things like that. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Of course, it's OTA. So we're just kind of excited for any news. But to see a guy unanimously dominate like that, it's definitely been like one of those hard knock things where now you're going to watch him. He, he's got the eyes on him, and it's up to him to make something happen. So it's exciting when it's uh, slow news days and uh, a guy like that steps up and, and really performs. Well, yeah, and of course, we uh, we also just lost a guy, that like Ricardo Lewis, if I'm not mistaken. We signed him from the Browns, and uh, he's out for the season. So there maybe there is an opening there for, for a guy, even if he's young. Um, and, and I applaud him because, again, I, I think – Right now, especially with the Miami Dolphins route, which is a good segue into what I want to talk about next. Um, they need young talent. They need people that they can put on this team and and evaluate for a season or two and say, this guy's our future. This guy's not our future. And just, you know, let them grow and uh, and hopefully grow in the right way here. So, um, yeah, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Um, Chris, before we get into what I want to talk about, because I have spent entirely too much time at a casino here over the last week, uh, anything else regarding OTAs, anything else regarding the Miami Dolphins they want to talk about before I start talking about the odds 
uh, for the Miami Dolphins in 2019, according to the odds makers. No, I'm too excited for that. I, w- I want to hear it. Well, then let's go ahead and talk about it. So, Chris, as you know, I was doing comedy last week. I was actually inside of a Caesars Palace property for the last week doing comedy for people who were uh, taking a break from losing all of their hard-earned money at slot machines and uh, trying to make them laugh. So those shows happen at 9 o'clock at night every single night for a week, which meant I didn't have anything to do from the time the show ended at 1030 at night until 9 o'clock the next day. So I spent a lot of time working out, believe it or not. I spent a lot of time in the pool, spent a lot of time uh, losing my own money at the different various tables that are out there, but I spent a lot of time at the sports book just looking at odds and specifically looking for the Miami Dolphins. So I pulled a bunch of sheets here. I just wanted to go through these. I don't know if you've been paying attention or not to the gambling odds when it comes to the Miami Dolphins and all the different bets that are out there, but I figured we'd go through a few of them and just get your thoughts and see what is the best bet if you had to lay money down, your own hard-earned money on one of these bets for the Miami Dolphins, which one would it be and why? So uh, I do want to start with the season win totals uh, for the 2019-2020 regular season. This is what Caesars, the odds makers at Caesars, are saying the Miami Dolphins' season win total will be. And you let me know if this is too high, too low, or just right. Okay? All righty. Sounds good. Okay, so for the 2019-2020 season, Caesars Palace and the odds makers have the Miami Dolphins at four and a half wins for the regular <laughs> season. Uh, over, under, or just about right? Well, I have to pick one, but the funny thing is when you said this was the uh, the category, my brain immediately said four. So I will take the under based on it being four and a half. However, we've discussed this already about the possibility of Fitzmagic and going on a run and winning a couple of games we, we aren't supposed to. And that number inflating to six, seven, um, that's why they make money at the casinos. They know that, and somebody's going to lose big, and it could be anybody. But it, my brain went 2-4 immediately when you mentioned that category, so I will take the under, ba- just barely. Yeah, so last year when we went through the schedule, you said anywhere from 4-6 to six wins. I said I had us at 4-12, and 12, and I think we've earned the right with the citizens of Perfectville and Dolphins everywhere to go ahead and emote that, right, and say, okay, we think we're going to win four games this year. It's going to be a rebuilding year. And in doing so, you know, four wins w- would necessitate you know losing a whole bunch. But we're Dolphins fans, so we're allowed to talk shit about the Miami Dolphins to other Dolphins fans. These Vegas odds makers, they're not Dolphins fans. And it's kind of like when you have your brother or your sister and you pick on them all the time, but then somebody else outside of the family does it and you're now pissed off and you need to defend them. That's kind of what I felt like when I saw this. I'm like, four and a half, what an insult. Uh, Especially considering that no other team on here is less than five and a half. So they're basically saying they think the Miami Dolphins are going to be the worst team in the NFL, and I'm offended by that. So even though I said four wins last year, I say fuck that, and I'm going to take the over. I think the Miami Dolphins will get more than four and a half wins. We'll get at least five. So take that, Las Vegas. Number one, off well, the books Well, and the thing there. is, too, with, the, the thing with that, too, real quick, is uh, that just shows, though, that the, the public and the, the gambling uh, public pay attention to these national media guys yes. who are just, like, claiming we're going to be the worst. And I, I saw a really good tweet, and then I wish I knew the user because I can give him credit, but he tweeted something like, I, I really want somebody that is knowledgeable about the Miami Dolphins, not about you know football or the NFL, to really break down every game and tell me with absolute facts and knowledge how we're going to be the worst team in the NFL because he just doesn't see it, and and I can see that I, I can totally buy into that. So um, 
the the betting community and the national folks are uh, just they're paying attention to you know NFL Live and um, you know all those channels that are just national pundits hardly barely speaking about the Dolphins hardly knowing about what's going on and quickly dismissing us as easily the worst team in in the league. Yeah. Now speaking of that, here is another one from Caesars that I pulled: the total regular season wins, uh, the team with the fewest amount. So this is where you can actually bet on any team and you say, hey, I'm going to bet that they have the least amount of wins. And that's how you win this bet. Uh, Care to guess who has the best odds to have the least amount of wins in the 2019 regular season, Chris? I'm going to guess it's us, with us being nowhere near anyone else. Oh, yeah. Odds as of May 19th are 5-2, to two, meaning if you bet $2, you win 5, that the Miami Dolphins will have the least amount of wins. Now, we are tied. There is hope here. We are tied with the Arizona Cardinals, who are also at 5-2. <laughs> and two. Uh, Of course, they're be- them being in the NFC, us being in the AFC. Uh, care to guess which teams, plural, have the, uh, the worst odds or are a long shot to have the fewest regular season wins? Um, well, I'm going to say the Patriots. Yep, that's one of them. And I guess I'll say the Chiefs or the Rams? Well, you you are right on all accounts. So the Chiefs and the Patriots at 300 to 1, the Rams are at 200 to 1. Those are those are your long shots to have the least, you know, the fewest amount of wins. The Miami Dolphins are at 5 to 2 odds to have the least amount of wins. So uh, what that means are if you bet the Miami Dolphins to win the least amount of games or if you take the under, for example, on the four and a half total wins, uh, you could be rolling in money if that you know, comes to pass here, Chris. So uh, the negativity out of the way, I do want to bring up some other ones here. So uh, let's break this down. Let's go division conference Super Bowl here. What are the odds that the Miami Dolphins are to win the AFC East right now? Oh, man, you're putting me in a huge spot. 1,000 to 1. I'm, I'm no idea. <laughs> 25 to 1, which, you know, doesn't sound terrible. However, when you look around the league, uh, those are the worst odds for any team in any division to win their respective division. Uh, even the Cardinals are at 18 to 1, even though they're considered to be a, a, a lock, essentially, with the Miami Dolphins to have the least amount of wins on the season. They still think the Cardinals would have a better chance of beating the Rams, Seahawks, and Niners than they do the Dolphins beating the Bills, Jets, and Patriots. Yikes. So, yeah, basically what I'm saying here is that everybody, including Vegas, hates the Miami Dolphins and everything that they've done this offseason. Now, moving on to the conference, in this case, the AFC Championship, what are the odds for the Miami Dolphins, keeping in mind that they're 25 to 1 odds to win the AFC East? What are What is the opening line for the Miami Dolphins to win the AFC Championship in 2019-2020? probably closer to my first one a thousand to one (laughs) if you minus a zero you are correct it's actually a hundred to one was the opening line now what's interesting is the current line actually has them at 40 to one by far uh one of the worst that you can possibly have but not the worst this is what's weird this is from the same sports book so the opening line was the miami dolphins at a hundred to one Okay, uh, now that means when they set this line, it might have been before Ryan Fitzpatrick, or might have been before Josh Rosen, might have been before a number of reasons that happened. But since then, the line has moved to forty to one odds that the Miami Dolphins will win the AFC Championship. Uh, teams that are behind them, the Tennessee Titans at fifty to one. They went mm-hmm. from they went from fifteen to one odds to win on the opening line, and they dropped dramatically to fifty to one. Another team that's behind them at this point is uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. They started at forty to one odds. They're now at 75 to 1. So what's odd about this is that the Miami Dolphins uh, have a better chance of winning the AFC (laughs) championship 
than than they do winning four and a half games. It sounds like a bunch of like a whole tour group of Dolphins fans visited Vegas and said that number's too high. We have to change this and I'll put money on the Dolphins and the random case of Fitzmagic and them winning big because for it to drop that bit that much is quite drastic. Yeah, it is. Now, uh, speaking of drastic, let's get to the Super Bowl, right? So the actual big enchilada, everything that everyone is playing for. What, what, what do you think the opening line was for the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl? Keeping in mind, 25-1 to 1 odds to win the AFC East. Uh, opening line, 101 to win the AFC in general. What is the opening line for the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl? Well, if it's 101 to win the AFC, that means they're in the game. That means they have a 50-50 chance. Um, I'm going to go with 250-1. to 1. You're pretty close. You're much better than you were at the first time at this. So they're actually Thank you. <laughs> 200 to 1 was the opening line odd. Uh, now, uh, what's interesting about that is that the Washington Redskins are also opening at 200 to 1. Now, I looked this up. The Washington Redskins opening line to win the NFC was 60 to 1. It's now dropped to 30 to 1. Their opening line to win the Super Bowl was 200 to 1, which tells me people are like, yeah, they might win the NFC, but if they get to the Super Bowl, they're dog shit. No they're chance. not winning that at <laughs> all. So they start at 200 to 1, uh, by far the worst odds. The only teams that are in that ballpark, again, Washington Redskins, uh, also at 200 to 1, Oakland Raiders at 150 to 1, and the Arizona Cardinals also at 150 to 1. Now, this is what's interesting. What is the current line, according to Caesar's book? For the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, so it started at two hundred. Yes. Well, based on just uh, basic uh, flow of time and the numbers you're giving me of the starting point of winning the AFC and where it is now, I'd say it's dropped, and I'd say we're at one hundred and fifty to one to win the Super Bowl now. Again, pretty close, one hundred to one. They've they've mm. cut the odds in half wow. for the Miami Dolphins. What has happened? So forfeits magic, maybe. I don't know. It must have been because here's the thing: the Tennessee Titans went from seventy five to one to one twenty five to one. They okay? got Tannehill, so they they just, got- <laughs> it's, it's a damn Tannehill effect. Whenever Tannehill was traded, apparently is when the Tennessee Titans were written off completely <laughs> uh, by the odds makers. There, another one: the New York Giants went from thirty five to one to one hundred and twenty five to one. They dropped dramatically. Mm. Now, I'm willing to bet that has to do with the fact that people thought they were getting a certain quarterback, and then they went out and got a yeah. different quarterback. Yeah, Eli's clone. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably explains that. But here's what I don't understand. The Arizona Cardinals were at 150 to 1. Of course, they trade their starting quarterback, Josh Rosen, and draft a rookie quarterback again, and they stay at 150 to 1. Okay, that makes sense, actually, to me, because they still have a lot of problems there and a lot of unprovens. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went from 75 to 1 to 150 to 1. Hmm. To win the Super Bowl, I don't know what happened with Tampa Bay for them to to drop like that. I just don't. Unless like them cutting Gerald McCoy, but he's not like the difference maker of almost double the chances of winning the Super Bowl. No, and they also got in Dominican Sue, which you think would almost kind of cancel that out, but I yeah. don't know. And then of course the Cincinnati Bengals um, went from 100 to one to 175 to one. So if you're following the math here. Vegas is saying, uh, well, the, the sports books are saying that the Miami Dolphins are going to be the worst team. They're going to lose the most amount of games. They are favored heavily to lose the most amount of games. Uh, they're over-unders at four and a half on the season, um, yet they have a better chance of winning the AFC than the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans, and they have a better chance at winning the Super Bowl than the Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, Arizona Cardinals, New York Giants, and a couple of other teams. So I'm not quite sure how this is all... 
figuring out. But the, again, they have the worst odds to win their division of any team in football, but better odds than about four or five to win the Super Bowl. So, Sam, that's just a perfect analogy of being a Miami Dolphins fan and the Miami Dolphins as a franchise. Nobody, and I mean nobody, knows what the fuck is going on. That is absolutely true. So that's why I don't bet on long-term gambling like that. I just won't do it because there's too many factors that are going on. An injury can happen and everything changes. Tom Brady gets hurt tomorrow. Guess what? They're not going to have the most wins in the NFL. Uh, But I will bet on individual games. This is the last bet I want to bring up right now. Now, this line will change. It will absolutely change through minicamp, training camp, everything. But right now, the Miami Dolphins are scheduled to play the Baltimore Ravens at home to open the season, week one. Um, They are not favored. Right, so huh. they are they're actually a plus four right now, so they are favoring the Ravens uh, minus four, which really is about seven, seven. right? Because the yeah, the, the formula for the home team. you get three for the home team. So right now, essentially, what we're looking at is Ravens minus four. The over under. Care to guess the over under for a Dolphins Ravens game week one? Oh boy, that's got to be twenty points. <laughs> so it's actually thirty seven. Wow, so that's way too much. If you look at it, that would be a 21-16 game. I can see that happening. Well, I actually yeah, think, that's true when you break it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the other thing about this is that there's not another team below that. They think this is going to be the lowest scoring game in football week one. The only other game that is close is at 38.5 points, which is the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. So basically what they're Ooh. saying is the three AFC East teams not named the Patriots are going to be dog shit week one at this point. So uh, pretty interesting stuff. I don't know. I, I kind of like the 21-16. I kind of like taking the over on that. because Ooh, I, me too. I think especially if you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick starting week one, he, he's going to go out there and throw the ball around and he's going to throw maybe three touchdowns. They might not all be to the Dolphins, but he's going to throw some <laughs> touchdowns out there i think you can i think you can make a 37 uh you can make some money on that over under of 37 well and lamar jackson too um last time he played a game he looked like a jv backup quarterback in the playoffs uh now albeit it's the playoffs and you know he did look pretty rough but um you know they're talking of benching him for flacco in the game uh, it was just bad so i don't know if the you know the words out or how to stop them or if they think our defensive line can keep them in check with our DBs or being a home game and maybe they're in dark jerseys. But, um, yeah, I can do- totally see Fitzpatrick coming out. And, yeah, they have tape on them, but they don't have tape on them in this system with the uh, O'Shea system and the Brady and the Patriots system. And maybe they'll tone him down a bit and really excel his strong suits. And like you said, he's going deep to you know stills and Parker without any care in the world, and we're scoring points. So I, I like the over in that too. Yeah, so that would be my bet. Out of all of these here, I'm going to go ahead and go first because I'm rude. And I would put my money out of all the bets that we just threw out there. The money that I'm putting down is on the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens to go over 37 points week one. That would be my my lock, if you will. My lock is the over of four and a half wins because I'm always wrong. There you go. Because earlier in this podcast, you even see this is classic sports journalism right here. Earlier in this podcast, you gave uh, the opinion that that you would take four wins, so you would take the under. But here at the right. end, I of think the, it's four wins. But yeah. if I had to bet the money, I'm taking the over because I'm always I'm just nothing ever happens like I want it or, or expect it. Well, the beauty of this is that either way, you're going to be right at the end of this season. So I can pull this tape and no one's going to remember. No one's going to go back and listen to this entire podcast and say, wait, you sat on both sides of the fences there, Chris Cullen. We're just going to shine a light on you 
getting the right answer regardless, and nobody's going to question it, and we're going to be experts and geniuses. And that guy that you were talking about on Twitter that wants somebody to just talk about the Miami Dolphins, we can then show them that clip and say, look, listen to us here at WelcomeToPerfectville.com, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, and here are your experts, sir, Twitter person. It's good to be a two-time Hall of Famer. That's what it is. That is why he is the two-time Hall of Famer. Chris, anything else you want to talk about here on this uh, abbreviated yet fun edition of Perfectville before we get out of here for the day? That's it for me, man. Well, that is it for me as well. So on behalf of the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer Chris Cullen, my name is Sam Marcoux, and as we already said, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, the only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.